everyone, and welcome to a brand new podcast called Empowerment. This is the episode where we speak to Asha Majeed from NextGen Wellbeing. I'm your host, Farheen Khan. I'm 17 from East London, and I'll be delivering this podcast with my amazing mentee, Assistant Commissioner Helen Ball of the Metropolitan Police. I'm Helen. It's really great to be here. I'm very much enjoying being mentored by Farheen and I'm really looking forward to this episode today. Absolutely. And the journey between myself and Helen has definitely been very phenomenal. Uh, We got matched with the Girls Network. Um, The Girls Network is an organisation which helps a lot of young women um, around London and Uh, further regions Um, but they have been in partnership with the Metropolitan Police for a couple of years now and this is why um, it's it's been an absolute privilege to be working with the Metropolitan Police to actually be able to create a change within society and this is why we introduced you to our girl-led mentoring scheme where young girls from disadvantaged backgrounds just like myself are matched to professional senior police officers in London and we actually get to create a change. Um, The thing that me and Helen have been working on is creating a change for domestic abuse and violence but particularly amongst the the lives of young men as we do believe that we do need to create a change about this. It's interesting that Florian and I both had this in common that we really wanted to explore this issue of young men who as uh, victims of domestic abuse I think one of the reasons, certainly why I was drawn to talk about this subject, is that we know from the statistics that many young men don't even want to talk about it. Um, those that do, uh, one in three of victims of domestic abuse is in fact a man. And there's a lot of pain and a lot of fear, I think, behind those statistics. Uh, and that's why we wanted to explore it and see what change could be made uh, to protect those young men. We're really lucky that we've been able to explore it with some amazing people uh, and I'm delighted that Asha Majid is here with us today and would you like to introduce yourself Asha? Hi I'm Asha Majid, uh, I'm founder of Nexium Wellbeing and um, we provide um, support and resources um, in the fight back against the mental health crisis. Um, we work with young people who um, have ideas and initiatives to contribute in terms of um, you know impro- improving and um, uh, improving youth well-being so um, yeah that's what we're focused on. That's brilliant I didn't know until I met Farheen that, uh, that you were doing this work I'm so um, respectful of it that's great. And likewise I think it's great that you know we're empowering young people mm-hmm. um, to lead these initiatives because I think they've got a lot to contribute in terms of ideas um, energy and a lot of a lot of times you know new ideas come from the younger generations um, I think there comes a point where we're used to doing things in a certain way and it's difficult to you know be shaken out of that so it's, it's good to to get the youth involved at, um you know in, in these initiatives absolutely um throughout the sessions that mm, we had we always have brought in a quote an inspirational quote um helen and i are a big fan of quotes and we do strongly <laughs> believe in them um because it does, you know, help us to feel more motivated and really inspired. Um, and Helen, you've brought a quote in for our, for our episode recording today. So. Yes, uh, my quote <laughs> that I brought in for today is from Stephen Hawkins. 
uh, and it is look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see and wonder about what makes the universe exist. Be curious. Now I love this quote. It, uh, to me actually, is what we're doing here. Um, Farheen and I are not experts in the thing we're talking about, but we're curious uh, and we want to see kind of, you know, what's happening here. And uh, I'm really, I'm really grateful that we are exploring this subject and being curious. So that's what the quote means to me for today. Uh, to me, this quote suggests how you can be curious regardless of your age. Um, and it reminds me back to when I first started this program with Helen. I did think to myself, um, I'm a very young person, I'm working with someone who is so senior. Do I have the correct knowledge and skills to create a change within society? But the main thing that I did have was passion. Um, passion and curiosity is mm -hmm. what drove me to create this change and I think curiosity is something that is so it's within us and it's always going to be there um, and that's why I'm so passionate about creating a change for the young lives of men. Brilliant, thank you. I think just to pick up on, on the theme of curiosity I think it's an amazing attribute to have because when you've got curiosity you're not prejudging mm. you know it's there's you know they say curiosity killed a cat but I think you know in, 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 in these contexts is very important because I think curiosity in a way begats compassion and you know unless you're interested in finding out about things that you don't really understand you know you can fall into this um, I guess trap of you know um, having these preconceived views about certain things so uh, certain things so it's good to have these conversations and these sorts of discussions okay. because they do widen your perspective. That's brilliant, thank you. I particularly love curiosity begets compassion. Yeah, and I think that I think so. kind of takes us into our conversation today in a really interesting way. We had two questions that we wanted to explore with you, Asha. Why don't young men talk about being victims of domestic abuse? Sure. And then what can be done to change this? And um, can we start talking about why young men don't talk about being victims? Yeah, um, I think... From my experience and you know just having ha had these conversations with um, I guess young young males um, in, in my you know walk of life um, I think there's, there's a quite a few reasons I think one of them would be um, that it's just not talked about enough in the context mm -hmm. of, of males because when, when there's when these conversations are had I think they are dominated by women to a certain well to a certain extent um, rightly or wrongly because you know the statistics obviously for women are very very high yeah. but it's just that you know we, we might have this unintended consequence of not validating the experiences of, of a man who's going through the same thing. And when you do see like literature and stuff on these topics, you know, again, it's predominantly women. So I think even representation might, might, might be one of the things, mm -hmm. you know, that again, even in, 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 in domestic violence, something that validates um, people's experiences when they're going through this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that'd definitely be one thing. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, Again, when these again when these conversations are had, they they sort of miss us by we don't we don't pay attention to them as males because you know society has deemed them I guess female issues, um, so yeah so we don't really know that it applies to us and you know you can you can you can be a victim, um, I think that that's that's another that's another important point, and just yeah just um, in terms of I guess. Um, just having campaigns that actually, 
you know, represent men going through these and, <clears throat> and um, you know, talking about these issues and normalising talking about these issues. I, I would agree with you. I think that um, it, it's really interesting to see how that conversation is dominated by women's experience. Yeah. And that I think when I was looking at the statistics, I was actually quite surprised that there were so many men who were yeah. willing to say that they had been victims Absolutely, uh, and, and those numbers are going up, which is which is a good thing. That like more, good. more and more men are starting to talk about these um, things, um, even if they're call, you know calling up helplines and stuff like that. Yeah. But in my own experiences, you know, when you, when you're amongst friends and stuff like that, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think men are as emotionally you know tuned as women are, generally speaking, and we're not as comfortable talking about these things. So, again, it's just. You know, as a society, we have to try and normalise it. Mm. And, you know, being a victim, it isn't something to be ashamed of. You know, even if you're, you know, if you're a man. How do we get past that stigma, do you think? Because that's definitely there. That's the million dollar question. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, in amongst all this is also, I think, an important factor is um, we have these, I guess, unhealthy notions of, of masculinity, which, you know, is so pervasive in, in our history and our society that, you're not going to dismantle those overnight but you know I, I know growing up if you if you're going through things and not just necessarily something like this but a anything really mm -hmm. you know it's always been you just get on with it I guess man up um, and deal with it without you know really talking about it and you know that's what it means or that's what we've been told it means to be you know an alpha male and if you're an mm -hmm. alpha male you have to behave a certain way so you can't really talk about you know stuff that you're going through and you know some some might believe that you know being a victim is emasculating because it's not yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it's not consistent with you know what they perceive to be masculinity but that's again we're talking we've got a weight of history on our shoulders trying, trying to dismantle that so but again i think just visibility representation um yeah one thing i will say is a missed opportunity is using influencers to talk about these these mm -hmm. issues because these conversations are very very difficult to have and you know you've got influencers who are having a massive massive um, impact on the, on the lives of you know the next generation and influencing them to buy these things or you know become consumers and stuff like that we could be using that for for good and you know we could get males who have, who have had these experiences and who are also well respected on instagram on youtube and have a lot of influence over um you know the youth to talk about these things, I think that would make a massive, massive difference. Mm. Absolutely, I definitely do agree. And it's all about validating the emotions of mm. young men, um, as well as everyone else, because the way we feel is absolutely valid. And sometimes it's not really good to be able to keep everything within you. It's good to let it out and speak to other people about it. Um, and that way you're, you're discovering more about yourself um, and you're seeing, you're looking at different ways in which you can help yourself and how you can definitely become a better person and how sometimes bad experiences can shape you as an individual and it does enable you to do so much more um, and definitely helps you realise your own capability. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Farheen and I noticed and appreciated has been the much greater openness of people recently talking about mental health and yeah. mental ill health. Um, I've definitely seen yeah, an increase yeah. in that over the last few years. Um, 
I mean, I've been working on NextGen for a, for a number of years and about, you know, close to a decade ago, nobody was talking about these things at mm. all. Um, I sadly lost um, a friend, you know, who had a, who had a struggle with, with mental health and he did absolutely not get the support that he needed. Yeah. And always, you know, these these conversations even happening, you know, in, in these in these environments, like we were at university and no one really knew, you know, what, what we needed to do if we were going through these things. But now, you know, these conversations are ha happening. There's, you know, more support for people. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of that has happened over the last few years and it's going in the right direction, but I think we've still got quite a long way to go because mm. there's still like large segments of society who just don't, you, you know, it doesn't even resonate. And, you know, like mental health is just not even a thing. So it's those, you know, those are the most difficult, I think, areas to permeate. But I think if we just keep going as a society, you know, bad things, have, bad societal traits have developed, you know, over a long, you know, long period of time by accident. But we need, you know, targeted, you know, I guess good attributes that, you know, will conducive to, you know, a healthy and happy society. So we need to start, I guess, now um, instigating the, these sorts of things. And we can follow, I suppose, in the, in, along behind that change in, you know, not everybody at all, but some more people being prepared to talk about mental ill health. Definitely. And maybe some of the same, same things that happened there could help to make change for victims of domestic abuse. I think I would never be as comfortable as I am now talking about mental health. And next and well-being would almost definitely not have happened had I not heard someone talking about mental health on a podcast. And it just, and I, that's absolutely like no exaggeration. And I thought, wait a minute, like, wow, wow, yeah. So like, this is not just me, because a lot of these things, you know, yeah. when you're going through like things like anxiety and, and you know, it's all it's all in here, and you don't really talk about it with anyone, you know, you almost think it's just it's just you and there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And then have you know, seeing other people being in the same boat and having the same experiences, just unbelievably empowering, and it just makes you more comfortable talking about it because it's not just you, mm -hmm. and you know, you're not going to be ostracized for having an experience that, yeah. you know, we all, or to some extent, you know, a, lo a lot of other people are having. I have to say, if I had thought that our podcast could inspire someone in the way that that podcast inspired you, will. that would be just amazing. Yeah, absolutely just look definitely. at the change that you've been, that's yeah. incredible. And, I, you know, just think how many people have gone through that same experience just because we're mm -hmm. talking about these things. Yeah. So that's why, you know, whenever we can have these conversations, um, you know, it's often the case that the most difficult conversations are the ones that are no, most necessary for us to move forward as a society. So, you know, it takes pioneers to have these conversations. So this is why, you know, again, the work that you're doing is so, so important. This podcast is so important. Absolutely. And I think pod podcast is definitely something a lot of young people would hear um, and actually take a lot from, because um, I've seen a lot of podcasts and I've heard a lot of podcasts mm. myself. Um, and I think it's a good way for a lot of information to be able to stay there and just make you look out for it and it's something that will be there for a while yeah. you can always listen back mm. to it and it will help you to develop as a person um, and it's, it's just a nice it's a nice feeling to be able to listen to a lot of other people's stories Definitely. so that you know you aren't alone and that's why being a victim isn't something you should be ashamed about it's absolutely normal and that's why we have to help young people and young men especially to feel 
like it's not it's just not them there's so many other individuals mm. out there who have gone through the same sort of things mm. but it's all about seeking help and support and actually um taking the opportunity to go out there and share your stories because you never know your story might be um might help a lot of people out there and a lot of people would feel really really inspired by it and also picking up on that like if when, when we share stories it builds connections between people mm-hmm. and i think you know that connection is what we're lacking in a massive way i think if you look at the stats on loneliness especially post post covid and you know post these lockdowns you know the, the, the level of loneliness is just going up massively and I think it's because we're not having you know these deep and meaningful conversations with each other anymore and you know not only I think um, particularly in the context of you know domestic violence I think when you are a victim of domestic violence you know the perpetrator normally tries to isolate you as much as possible and you know your support network dwindles very quickly but it's something you know we should never let happen we should you know always be trying to cultivate our support network not not letting it dwindle, you know, making sure we check up on the people in our lives and the people, you know, that are around us, and try and build. I mean, that that is one advice I would give to people that mm-hmm. I think would really really help in in the mental health capacity, but also you know dealing with these sorts of things. Never you know let anyone disintegrate your support network, but always try and you know um, grow that support network and you know the people around you because that that support network makes you really really powerful. That's really wise advice. It's also, you know, you're being, you're saying, be responsible about this. Mm. You know, build your, yeah. and maintain your support network. I think it should it should be an active process. Like a lot of right. these things, I think again, as I was saying, these things that have seeped into our society that are absolutely, you know, awful. They they did almost passively, and we need to be more active in the things that we do because, mm. and think about what we want want to, you know, grow. I guess and you know plant yeah. the seeds accordingly. Thank you very much. Would you like to say a bit more about what's available through NextGen? Yeah, sure. So um, NextGen, I think just one more point I wanted yeah, to make because sure. I completely forgot. Um, mm-hmm. I think also another way to combat, I guess, the instances of you know domestic violence and finding yourself in those situations. I think if we improve the general mental health, you know, of 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 the population, starting from a young age, mm-hmm. and particularly, I think one of the most important things that's often overlooked is we do not build up the self-esteem of, of, of our young people and you know we're, le- we're leaving it we're leaving them in the wilderness basically and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a travesty because we're leaving them to the will of instagram and these social media platforms which again you know th- there's good there but there's also bad there because you know it gives a lot of people self-esteem which is on you know a lot of young people that i've spoken to you know it's interesting because uh someone said to me once upon a time when you were keeping up with the joneses it was just keeping up with your neighbors now you've got young people keeping oh up God. with every other young person in the <laughs> yeah, world, yeah. you know, via Instagram and via you know these social media platforms. So, but we're not we're not equipping you know young people to, I guess, build up their self esteem and fortify their self esteem against the, these trappings that you know again we we don't really understand because you know we didn't grow up on it. Mm. So that's why this generational disconnect is an issue, and this is why I'm always trying to get the input of young people. Yeah. at every angle because their experiences are different to mine I didn't grow up you know on Instagram <laughs> you know and in, it's interesting for me because I grew up you know pre-Instagram and then this these sorts of things came you know came into my life when I was you know a teenager I guess mm. so you know I've seen what it's like before immediately before what it's like immediately afterwards and there's just different challenges we need we need 
to look at things in different ways now because the same reference points they're just not valid you know the things that I experienced as a child is not um, you know relevant to you know your experiences for even growing up now I mean yeah so yeah so the general mental health of the next generation particularly with a focus on self-esteem um, would make a big difference because again these are the things that people exploit you know so um, and you've got you've got narcissistic and you know Machiavellian and sociopathic people that they just they prey on these you know these these um, I guess people that have low self-esteem and you know so we need to help young people defend themselves against against that and next year well-being I guess that's like one of the main focuses to, to build up the resilience of the next generation and to try and understand and comprehend okay what what is the experience what are the experiences of young people today by getting their input not just assuming basically you're going through this this and that based on what we can see from the outside so you know we're trying to get the perspective of young people so next time being all the initiatives that we're involved in are all led by young people and our blog is uh, led by young people our social media is led by young people all the content that we create is is led by young people so we really just go out and ask okay what are you struggling with what what do you need resources on and then you know we, we get we, we create the infrastructure to, to make those resources happen and one of the things again to build up self-esteem I guess but just generally help people rebound after you know um, the impact of I guess the lockdowns and COVID uh, and build up resilience is we have this uh, free 30-day mental health reset program for young people and it's videos delivered over 30 days that basically helps uh, young help young people um, get back to you know some semblance of control and empowerment mm -hmm. over over their I guess mental health and the the first step along that is awareness so we, we give them we give them the information that they need but also then how to implement you know things like for example th these things are very important um, how to understand and label your emotions um, and then you know how to understand what impact your thoughts and things like that are having on you what things you can do to you know improve um, your emotional intelligence so you know your ability to communicate with people all these things because you know they, they mass together to have a massive impact mm. on, on people's mental health you know for example if you if, if you don't have um, effective coping mechanisms and you know people have different destructive coping mechanisms when they're under stress and you know without realizing these are the things I do when I'm stressed and you know that make the situation worse and make my life wor uh, worse and trying you know first of all being aware of that and then also how to reel that in and use you know productive ways to cope with, with stress and even like high people with high functioning anxiety so we've got a lot a lot of resources on there mm. um, and they're all free and they're all for young people to you know who, are, who have been affected um, adversely by the um, pandemic mm. and, and the lockdowns thank you so much Asha Majid for coming on our podcast thank you so much for having me Next Gen I really appreciate it thank you it was so lovely to speak to you um, we need to empower men, giving them the recognition that they need and that they deserve. Empowering men so their stories can help to inspire and encourage individuals out there. So stay tuned for more episodes on empowerment with myself, Fahim, and my mentee, Helen. We want to create a change for the young lives of men.